I remember when they told me there was nothing for me. No hopes to keep on dreaming, and I was way past 30. I sat in my room, and I began to cry. Then caught myself again, said I would upgrade my life. I'm gonna upgrade my life. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Could never do it without my tribe. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Welcome to the Dr. D Inspire Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Dr. Alana DeGrasse here, president of Turning on the Lights Global Institute, and I am super excited to kickstart this podcast by letting you know that you can really have an unrecognizable 2023. So let's deep dive. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about the backstory as to how I started the whole Upgrade My Life and Biz series. You know, last Saturday, I had the pleasure of giving a workshop at the Boston Central Library. Now, the Boston Central Library is a wonderful place because it has so much depth and history there at the library. And I was fortunate to be the very first entrepreneur in residence. So the first thing I wanna do is to give acknowledgements and special hellos to all my friends at the Boston Central Library, particularly those individuals from the fund and all of those who helped to make the EIR role possible. I wanna say a huge shout out and thank you and also to my friends who are a part of the KBLIC department there at the Boston Central Library. And I can actually give another shout out to um, Greg who works there at the Boston Central Library because really when I first started my business, I really did not have any idea of the avenue or the pathway that I initially wanted to take. And so I remember walking into the Boston Public Library, going down to the the uh, basement level and walking in and seeing a gentleman there named Greg and saying to him, hi, I would like to learn what resources and tools your um, organization has that I may be able to use because I am a new entrepreneur. I also had no idea that that day would be life-changing for a lot of reasons. Number one, um, you know, I love libraries in general and shout out to coffee shops too, because these are places where, you know, your mind can think clearly, it's pretty quiet normally, and you have time to ruminate. And so I knew that this was a Saturday morning that I'd went, you know, this was like the um, six months prior to me officially deciding, okay, I'm going to go all in with this business of turning on the Lights Global Institute. And so I remember just being there. I remember Greg walking me around and showing me the different tools and the different uh, databases that were available to me and also just the environment. So I remember after that uh, initial walkthrough with him, sitting down for about seven or eight hours and just thinking through. Um, I call it incubation. And even in my community now, we do something called an incubation accelerator where I basically walk um, clients through and patrons through a simulation that's similar to what I experienced when I decided to really 
think through how I wanted to envision being a business owner. And so, you know, I had no idea, like I said before, um, that that would be very transformative because in that moment I had time to really take stock of everything I had done professionally and personally up to that point from the travels I had all around the world to the wonderful times I had uh, teaching as a professor in different universities, colleges, and notable schools um, and the types of engagement I had with professionals, with young people. And I was just thinking, you know, whatever I end up doing, I know that there's got to be a level of empowerment there. I know there's got to be a level of exploration there for me. Also, you know, I really wasn't sure. But one thing I was sure about was how I felt. I didn't want to feel like I was living in gray or, you know, where on paper, everything looks great, but really, you know that there's more, but you're just not sure. So you're kind of existing. So I remember that around that time too, I'm a creative writer. And so I decided to write this poem called Chronicles. And it simply says, hidden gems of my truth, 15 years of silence, 15 years of writing my Dracula, overwhelmed, astonished, hidden, a familiar place to be, recreated stagnant peach, holding the vase of resentment, depression for the blooms, colloquium dialogue, no transparency, I was staring into my well, reflection, missing the dreamer, missing ideology, missing my moment. 15 years, 5,475 days of regret, 525,600 minutes of doubt, 788,400 minutes of resentment, all because they told me to be normal. So I married the concept and in closets, I became a writerholic telling the secrets, unveiling my truths and welcoming new mystery. So this poem I wrote, was all about regret because for many years, although I was teaching, I knew that I wanted to find a way to share some of my insights and even my knowledge about communication strategy with others. And I would find myself having wonderful conversations with people who were not necessarily in my industry, never realizing that these were some of the tools and some of the foundations that I would eventually use as a business owner to help my clients really have strong communication strategy. And let's just face it, I mean, one of the number one things I realize even today in this social media busy world is that we cannot forget the foundations of why we started what we started. So one of the challenges is to navigate all of the social media highways that we have and to remember our why. And you'll hear me say that all the time because you don't want to build your business just around the latest social media craze. You want to build your business around the foundation of, you know, whatever your solution is that you are providing. And given the fact that you plan on adapting, because we do live in a changing society in a global world. So looking at that poem Chronicles and just thinking back for a moment about my early days at the Boston Central Library, excuse me, Boston Central Library, which leads me to today, you know, serving as an entrepreneur in residence, it has been mind-blowing. It has been wonderful. You could not have told me that, you know, five years ago I would be in this position today um, offering pro bono consulting to clients that walk in who are looking to start their businesses or looking to expand a solution or an idea. And so 
I want to give a shout out to all newpreneurs because I want you to realize that every entrepreneur had their day one, every single one from Jeff Bezos to, uh, you know, Oprah Winfrey to Ariana Ariana Huffington to all these people that we see, everyone had their day one and every single person had to figure out how they were going to navigate that terrain of entrepreneurship. And the beautiful part about entrepreneurship, I think, is when you do find something you care about and something you are somewhat passionate about that gets you up out of bed every morning and you feel like you're making a difference in the lives of others because of your solution or because you're a coach or you're offering some service that saves them time, you just end up, you know, you're able to look at your outcomes of all those that you've helped. And it does, I think it does give you what I call a little snuggle. It does allow you to feel proud that you were a part of someone's journey. Now, don't get me wrong. There are other moments too in entrepreneurship that we don't talk about, which is, you know, things from, you know, those early days to finally having your system and routine in place to the other challenges of business when you start growing and having to meet those demands and making sure that your clients are happy or your customers are happy. And then thinking about how you can continuously perfect and strengthen what you have built. And in the midst of that, sometimes you do get tired. Sometimes you do have dips in revenue. Sometimes you just ask yourself, is there more that I can do? And then you realize you can't do it by yourself. And when you are open to asking for help, a lot of things can happen. Now, it's funny because sometimes we think we can do everything on our own. We know everything, we've got it all down. What can someone else teach us? But what I have learned is that even if you do know how to do most elements of what you're doing, there's something special that happens when you give yourself time to only focus on the thing that you do the best. So it was interesting because I I was actually in a coaching session where someone was um, speaking with me. And in that time together, you know, I had this aha moment and I said to her, you know, it's interesting because we do think we can do everything. But if I were to think about taking flights, wouldn't you be quite annoyed if you noticed that the pilot was busy taking the tickets and making sure customers could get the suitcases on the, in the upper bin and making sure the, you know, the plane was uh, clean and all of that. Now they do that, but not to the extent that the flight attendants do because they're really there to make sure the environment and everything is suitable so that the pilot can focus on pilot things. (laughs) And could you imagine a pilot not being able to give his or her full attention on their task. Well, to me, it, it just was an aha because I was thinking, oh my goodness, there's so much usually that we have moving in the air uh, as entrepreneurs and we can easily get sidetracked by all the different things um, that we have to deal with, whether it's the back end of the business or the operational side. But one thing is certain, we all need help. We need help to help us maneuver our energy so that we're not sapped at the end of the week. We need to be able to filter through the tangibles and untangible things that we can and cannot control and really be able to focus our energies on what is essential. And typically that's the solution. That's making sure you're having those meaningful conversations with those who really would appreciate your product. So in the middle of all of that, in the last couple of weeks, I, like I told you at the beginning of the year, I decided I really wanted to have an unrecognizable year. So that meant that there were some things I just said, you know what, these, this way of working that, 
you know, that I've been doing for the past number of years, I'm shifting. There's some things I'm going to completely stop doing. And I, I tell you, you know, take a moment to look at your business, what you're doing, look at all the elements of it, look at all pieces of it and ask yourself, what parts of it do you just no longer enjoy that you can actually walk away from? Now, there are some things we don't like doing, but we have to employ, obviously, to have our business running. So I'm talking about the things that, you know, things that would make you a little more busy or things that you could probably delegate. Think about that question I just asked you and look at how you plan on having the next uh, number of months look for you as you build your business. Now, I also want to tell you it's actually okay to take a moment to take inventory of all the people you've actually helped this far and look at the conversations, look at what the outcomes were, look at those uh, clients or people you helped that just loved and adored you and told you what they loved about your program and look at those that maybe they were excited and something happened or they fell off or whatever, but look at even what they have said because every one of those cases give you a sense of clarity about what the client wants. And you want to take time to think about that. Think about how you can adjust things, tweak things, make them better so that uh, their experience is stronger. And also that you're serving those that really, really appreciate you. Now, one of the hardest things you can ever do is to part ways with either a system that you were using that no longer works or even a relationship within a business structure that is no longer working. But I tell you, when you do, you will feel so happy that you did because I will tell you that since this process of trying to think about what it means to have an unrecognizable year has happened, I have seen so many changes, but I won't even lie. Sometimes when you're getting ready to make these streamlined changes, you feel like right before those changes, you do feel a little bit of anxiety. You do feel a little bit of like, why am I doing all these shiftings? I want to stay where I'm at, but I know if I stay where I'm at, I'm going to have the same result that I had last year. And granted last year, you know, I had a great year, but this year I really want to have a vibrant year. One where there's balance, one where, you know, my clients are getting the utmost five-star treatment as possible. So with that said, when we decide to shift things, we have to be willing to know that there's some incongruence that will naturally happen because one part of you is telling you to stay where you are and the other part of you is telling you, no, you can make this shift. The other thing I want to say is be open to hearing or learning from people that you know can help you. Now, in the last podcast, I remember giving you an assignment that said, you know, to make a list of 10 things you commonly complain about and think about how a person or a solution is there to help you get through it. Have you been able to do that? If you didn't listen to that podcast, tap into the one previous to this one, because every single time you tune in, I really want you to reach some new layer or level of goal attainment. Now, let me pause and say that this podcast is sponsored by Turning on the Lights Global Institute, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Start by tolgispark.com to gain access to our new IWBCC VIP network and to learn about all of our course offerings, which will help you to succeed and upgrade your life in biz. Now, I want you to know that if you want 2023 to be unrecognizable, you have to do things that get you uncomfortable. 
So I want to ask you these questions right now and I want you to think about them. When you think about your business right now in this moment, what is your level of excitement? One meaning, oh my gosh, I'm not excited. Five meaning, oh, I can't wait to jump in. Number two, when you think about your team, those that you have to work with you to help you build what you're doing, how excited are you? One meaning, terrible. Five meaning, so excited. When you think about your personal contentment, your confidence, your happy place, where are you? One meaning, uh, not there. Five meaning, I can't wait. I'm super excited. And lastly, if I were to ask you, when you think about how you are, when you speak about your business, are you excited or are you uh, not that excited? One meaning, not that excited. Five meaning, super excited. Now, even if you were to just add those questions up, add the numbers up, if you're on the higher end, good job. If you're somewhere in the middle, we got work to do. But if you have a lot of these areas at the lower number, you know, I would really have you think about how you want to to either shift gears in 2023, maybe have more people support you, or maybe get into a program that can help you. Because one of the things that we are doing this year is preparing our clients to really think about their experiences as leaders, as experts, as authors, as coaches, and really get back to the heart-centered focus of their business. You know, there's a misnomer out there that, you know, just having a lot of followers signifies you're going to have revenue success, but that is just not true. And like I said before, algorithms are changing all the time. And somehow we think that, oh, well, just because we don't have a strong Facebook page or we haven't been on LinkedIn or, you know, our Instagram had four likes, that what we have to offer is not Um, is not something that people want. But I want to interrupt that story you might be telling yourself by saying, we got to get back to basics, which is why did you form this heart-centered business? When you get back to basics, you'll be more rejuvenated. You'll have more energy. And so you may need to take, I call it somewhat of a social media break, maybe not for the entire week, but maybe you have, you know, instead of having social media on all day, Maybe you decide, you know, for two days out of this week, you're going to turn off, unplug, you know, unplug social media and go out for a walk or sit down and listen to some calming music. Because I believe that as things become more busy in the tech space, we have to find ways to purposefully pause. So take in a deep breath with me. So one of the first things you can do to get back to your heart-centered business is to journal. I want you to journal today, why did I start this business? Does it excite me? Now, I had a client and she had a business that was all around food. So when the pandemic happened, she had to shut down completely. And it was interesting because she decided that she could still take the same messaging and the branding that she cared about so much and turn that into a book, right? What would happen if you were able to adjust some of what you're doing into areas, into other areas that may even stretch you or make you feel more vibrant? That would be wonderful. I just talked to another client today as well who decided to make a complete shift from you know working directly in sales into showing people how to use writing and copy to convert leads into um, consumers. 
And so it's interesting to see that if we just give ourselves a moment to pause, shift gears, do things we like, laugh a little, we tend to get more clarity. And I can even admit that whole excursion, the whole Amtrak trip uh, trip I took that I shared in the earlier podcast, that was eye-opening. I had so much fun uh, in the little roomette, you know, pushing little light buttons and seeing how everything worked. I'd never taken a roomette before. So if you need something different and you want to go on an excursion, hey, and Amtrak is not paying me to say this, but you know what? Go do it. You might just surprise yourself. So wrapping up today, I want to say that the things that you still want to do, tap into these areas where there are things you've always wanted to do, but you just felt like you didn't have time. We need to make time to hear what our thoughts have been saying to us for some time, and then give yourself room to explore, right? And so of course you have your business in the background, but get back to the heart of why you started what you started. Well, that's it for me. Remember, you're beautiful, you're valuable, and nothing about you or your experience is a mistake. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Bye-bye.